Hey! Hi, this is Dr. Christine. And Dr. Colin. And we are your co-hosts for the exciting new podcast called Love, Love Scrubs, Scrubs, and Stories, where we dive deep into the world of dating and relationships and go beyond the people wearing the white coats, the scrubs, and the stethoscopes. Come join us on this journey where we engage in dialogue and share stories of love, heartbreak, resilience, and triumphs. And we also navigate our professional lives with our hearts on our sleeves. Please remember to subscribe and hit the notification button to stay up to date on all future episodes. And, and we, we look, look forward, forward to, to seeing, seeing you inside. inside. What's going on? Welcome back to the Love Scrubs and Stories podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Colin Zhu, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Dr. Christine Nguyen. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. And so if this is your first time joining the podcast, just wanted to let you know that this is actually part two of an episode that we had, you know, recorded. So if you I would encourage you to go back and listen to part one first, and it's going to be totally worth your while and then and then catch up on that and then come back here and join us for part two. And it's going to guarantee you so much practice, so much value and insights that it's going to be really worth your time to check it out. All right, guys, we'll see you inside. Bye. Okay, bye. Yeah, that's that's amazing. So, so Becca, you know, of course, you know, it's it's a two way street, right? We also need to put our best foot forward. Like your expertise includes helping clients attract, you know, high quality matches. So can you share some tips on what we can do to showcase like the best version of ourselves to attract the matches that we're excited about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think it's kind of, you know, a culmination of all of these topics together, like make sure that you're coming in from a joyful space, make sure that you're excited that comes from a mindset, but also like logistically, don't go straight from work into your date, you know, take 20 minutes to change your outfit, listen to some music, get in a different headspace. So being intentional about dating, I think is really not recognized enough today. I think we kind of just blast through it as part of our routine. But being intentional, coming in with the right mindset. And then again, like being firm in what you know that you enjoy and what you respond well to while also staying open to how they come and show up themselves. I think when you can lead with that kind of language and that kind of confidence and knowing what's important to you, you're much more likely to receive that from somebody else and attract a match who's going to be equally as self-aware and confident and able to communicate that. So it's really like, you know, the more that you can know yourself, then, you know, the, the higher likelihood you're going to have a fulfilling partnership with someone who's at your level. We talked a little bit about attachment styles. From your perspective, what is the best way to use it, if applicable, right? I'm not sure if every situation can, you know, we can use the attachment styles like in theory for all situations. Like what are the best times to use it? And what are the best times where, you know, okay, let's kind of use something else because I kind of think about it as a tool in a tool set, right? Um, I don't know if that's a great way of framing it, but I would like to know like, you know, when can we use it, right? When is a good idea to use it? You know, should everyone take the quiz and find, you know, find out more about themselves? Like what are your insights into it? Yeah. I mean, it certainly can't hurt to know more about yourself in that way, but the way I kind of use it is like, it's another pair of glasses you get to put on, you know, like there's different lenses through which we can see ourselves and our experience. And it's just another tool set of glasses to be able to see this. So I think it's really helpful in, you know, first and foremost, establishing where you land on it, because that will help you understand if you're feeling consistently insecure in dating, is it because of an anxious attachment style? Or if you're feeling like every time someone gets close, you get the ick, 
is that avoidant attachment style. So it's understanding like what we're bringing to the dynamic. And in that way, then we get to choose how to cope with it and allow for actual connection as opposed to defense mechanisms. We get to also then understand what that person's bringing to the dynamic. So, you know, something that I kind of see often, again, this has come from the trauma therapy background, is we will perceive things to be a spark when somebody gives us that anxiety or what we call like butterflies, and we'll feel the push-pull of them getting close and leaving, and we'll think like, but they're great, and we're so meant for each other. It's like, that's probably your anxious attachment style speaking. You know, it's probably a trauma puzzle piece that you're feeling like this person is igniting your nervous system in an old familiar way that's not actually compatibility. So it's important to know our triggers and what we come into the dynamic with and then, you know, assess through that lens. In terms of inner relationship, I think that knowing your attachment style can be really helpful in navigating conflict in a relationship. So, you know, what I tend to see is typically in confrontation within couples, one person tends to need a little bit more space to process and one person needs that conflict to be resolved immediately. And that typically stems from our attachment style and our fear of either, you know, abandonment or feeling overwhelmed and swallowed by a person. And so when we have an understanding of not only our attachment style, but our partners, we can then have empathy and space for the way that they personally communicate. So what I always say is for the person who leans more avoidant, who needs to take breaks from heavy conversation, we need to allow them to have that space to regulate. It's crucial to them to be able to connect, to have that space. However, their role is to then give a timeline of when they'll be back and always come back at that timeline. So if you're in the middle of a heated conversation and your partner says, I need to step out, I need 20 minutes, this feels really overwhelming to me, I promise I will be back in 20 minutes you have to come back at that 20 minute mark and provide containment to the anxiety that your partner's feeling because they need that to be resolved. So I think knowing our attachment styles with our partners and with ourselves can really help bring us closer together in relationships in the sense that it allows us to understand that just because we're not communicating the same way doesn't mean that we don't want the same thing. And we can have a little bit more understanding for how to get you know, both partners needs met in the conversation and have the goal of our relationship at the top of mind. Wow, that's really amazing. And Becca, do you feel that like our attachment style can change can vary from relationship to relationship? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so the way I see it is kind of a spectrum, right? Like avoidant on one end, anxious on the other, secure in the middle. So I think we all tend to float back and forth between the spectrum. Now that being said, kind of unlikely that if you're like anxious, you'll dip all the way into avoidant, unless you're with someone so far on the anxiety scale, they're going to push you into the avoidant space. We'll tend to do the dance with whatever attachment style is, you know, is presented to us. And as you mentioned, like in different relationships, we'll have different levels of our attachment style. But also traumatic life events can change our attachment style or any major life event. It doesn't even have to be traumatic can change our attachment style. So, you know, just if you think about like the ebb and flow of it, you know, when you're first meeting a person, another great kind of way to use your knowledge of attachment styles is, are they bringing me closer to a sense of security or am I propelled in a different direction of either wanting to flee or wanting more because I'm feeling insecure? And, you know, 
sometimes you have to do some work to sift through what's yours versus theirs. But if you can kind of get a sense of where you typically land and you feel pulled in one direction or another, you get a good sense of what that person's bringing to the table, whether they're secure, they're going to bring you a little closer to that secure edge. If they're avoidant, they're going to probably push you a little further in your anxious attachment style. So it's a spectrum that I say we're always kind of dancing on, but you know, it can, it can change based on different circumstances. I'm very fascinated mm-hmm. about it. And it's almost like one of those first screener questions I want to ask. It's like, what style, you know, are you? Yeah. Um, because that way it was just, that on saves us time. <laughs> yeah, that saves us time. I'm like, yeah. you know, are you anxious or are you avoidant? Um, or do you give them quizzes? And, but, you know, as part of your I was just like, slip them out before our first yeah. day. Yeah. 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 It's kind of like, Let's see if we're it's compatible. Kind of like, you know, here's the menu and here's the quiz at the same time. It's like, yeah. it will only take like five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'll because say this loads of time. of time. It's five minutes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You don't want this heartache. Yeah. Um, I learned about it from my perspective, perceivably, is I went through two dates where, you know, I had really strong feelings towards them. And it really felt like a one way, you know, situation, right? They weren't, you know, returning calls. They weren't like, you know, texting or communicating as much as I have. So that's where I was like, what is going on? Right. And it was just repeating. And I was like, you know, and then I don't know how I, you know, the, the, the blip just kind of came on the light bulb came on where I'm like, okay, I need to read this book. I don't know where that moment happened. But then when I read the book, I was like, you know what? I think these two people are avoidant, right? And that's perceivably how I've kind of like, you know, went through that situation. Yeah. So for me, it's almost like you can save so much time, but it's interesting what you said that you can just kind of ebb and flow, right? So I'm curious on in terms of how do you weave this into, you know, is it a good idea to weave it into the early parts of dating? Or is this something that's more important to kind of weave into like later on? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, a little bit of both, I would say. And, you know, I think there's people actually tend to reveal their attachment styles pretty early on. I mean, it's you get you can get kind of detailed with it and nitpicky, but typically, you know, in communication style in between dates, how responsive are they? How much are they matching your energy of interest, even in texting style? So, you know, I always say to all of my clients, like everything is information, right? Like the way that they're communicating or not communicating is information. Lack of information is information. So Mm. kind of when you see it that way, you pretty quickly within like two dates sometimes can get a pretty good sense of somebody's attachment style. That being said, I don't think anyone should ever be ruled out because of their attachment style. What you want to assess for is their ability to acknowledge and understand where their limitations are with connection and be able to have a conversation about what their needs are without making you responsible for that need. So what I mean by that is, you know, in the situation that you provided where these women weren't responsive or weren't, you know, they weren't communicating effectively like, hey, you know, like I said earlier, like, I'm really enjoying getting to know you, but it feels like in between you're moving at a bit of a faster pace. I'm wondering if we could slow down and see if that connection can build for me, you know, or vice versa for you. Like, hey, I thought we had a great date, but it seems like since then I haven't really been able to get a hold of you or get be in touch with you. It feels like our connection has kind of disappeared. I'm curious about that. I think as long as you, this is the one thing I like, number one thing I've learned as a trauma therapist is as long as you can say things with a neutral and kind tone, that's not Mm. accusatory, 
you can pretty much say anything. So if you just say like, hey, I'm noticing X, Y, Z, you know, they don't have to respond. They don't have to say anything. However, it kind of speaks to the dynamic and doesn't allow the attachment style to get in the way of connecting. And when someone can have that conversation with you, they're worth going on many more dates with. Because what that tells you is you can communicate openly and honestly about what's coming up in real time. And there's a comfort level with speaking about challenging things. Hmm. I love that. I love that. Because it's... um, what I really love is the part where you said a lack of information is information because, you know, texting is also that's newer to, you know, I'm in a, I'm an early 80s baby, right? So it's like, you know, I knew what world, what the world was like before phone and texting and, you know, DMing and you know, like every freaking platform has a messaging platform, yeah. <laughs> so much to keep up with. And, you know, and it, you're, I don't know, I thrive better in person. It, with the rapport, I love banter. I love, you know, flirting. Like I love all of that, right? But that needs like real time, in the moment, you know, present communication, right? And texting just, for the most part, you know, my experience just does not provide. So it's also interesting how you said like lack of information is information, right? But it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to distinguish. Okay. Is it because they're just super busy? Maybe their family, one of their family members, you know, <laughs> died or like they just don't know how to respond, right? But yeah, I find that to be interesting as well. Just not yeah. communicating back. Well, and I think like, of course, there's always room for outliers. I remember when I was a matchmaker, I sent a client out on one of the greatest dates of her life. And then she didn't hear for him, from him for two weeks. And we were like, how could that be? He had great feedback. I don't get this. The guy had gotten hit by a bus and was in the hospital. Like it was like such an outlier situation. And when he resurfaced, we were like, I am so sorry. Like, how could you predict, right? Short of that though, like there's always room for communication of like, hey, going through some family things. I know I'm not as responsive right now, but I did enjoy connecting with you and I can't wait to see you again, right? So I think it's important to also think about like what communication style we want our partners to have and see early indicators of that as soon as possible. Because again, like that actually will matter in terms of long-term fulfillment versus, you know, I hated the cardigan they wore on our first date and it gave me the ick. Like, okay, change it. You know, like 20 years from now when you're raising kids together, probably won't matter what his, you know, fashion sense is necessarily. <laughs> so focusing on like communication style and, and again, like you don't have to cut people off for it, but it's okay to notice that too of like, it, it seems like it's a bit hard to get a hold of you in between dates. And I'm just curious. Yeah. yeah, for sure. You can't emphasize effective communication enough. And it's, yeah. it's how it's like how you say it, the approach, the tone, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, obviously a little harder via text, but certainly, you know, more, more actual in person, or if not phone conversation, if unable, you know, to, to talk in person. And I, I love that. It's just like, if you because if you say something that could be, or at least perceived to be like, attack, you know, then it, it just, you know, the conversation just goes downhill. And, right. yeah. and then, you know, like, and then I think it's just like our, maybe it's our defense just naturally wants to like, like want to like fight back, so to speak, Yeah, you know, and it, it just doesn't lead to a very productive conversation of trying to like understand what each other better and are you making all kinds of assumptions? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I tell my couples that a lot. And what I say is, you know, but I kind of, the approach I take with my couples is like, neither one of you is my client, the relationship is my client. And I want them to see it that same way. Like, 
when you're having these conversations that are difficult and you're wanting to accuse each other, think about the relationship as the third party in the room. And is your point getting you closer to making that relationship really healthy and sustainable? Oftentimes, you know, it's not. And so we have to redirect the way that we're communicating and the intention of behind our communication. Hey guys, we'll be right back. And now a word from our sponsors. The Love Scrubs and Stories podcast is a collaboration and co-production between The Chef Doc and White Coat Romance. The Chef Doc is a wellness platform that offers innovative approaches to thriving and offers a self-empowerment book, podcast series, on-demand masterclass series, as well as a brand new app. The app provides self-guided education such as food as medicine, self-care, and resilience. Coaching services are also available, whether you prefer one-on-one or group-type settings. Please go now to your app store, as well as Apple as Google Play to download for free. White Coat Romance is a dating app for healthcare and health-related professionals and students in the U.S. and Canada. It's a lively space where you can find love, companionship, and build meaningful connections with like-minded professionals. If you're single, go to the App Store and Google Play to download and join our vibrant community. As we both serve these amazing communities, we also acknowledge the value of continuing education. Therefore, we're super excited to share an enticing opportunity with our listeners. Our episodes are continuing education eligible. That's right. You now have the opportunity to earn valuable credits while enjoying our content. Rest assured, the episodes will always remain free as we are committed to supporting our communities and amplifying the voices of healthcare professionals. To get a better understanding of how this works, the first three episodes are free to obtain, then the rest of the podcast episodes are at a nominal cost. So you might be asking who can earn credits? Well, physicians, nurses, nurse practitioners, physicians associates, pharmacists, dentists, as well as dietitians and dietetic technicians. If you find yourself in need of CE credits, we kindly ask you to consider directing your CE funds towards supporting our cause. Your contribution would greatly help us nurture our podcast production and continue to bring you valuable content. We are deeply grateful for your support. From all of us here at Love Scrubs and Stories Podcast, thank you so much for choosing us. And enjoy the rest of this episode. Hey guys, thanks for listening. And now back to the episode. Yeah. I really like, you know, f- making sure you take a step back to frame it in a neutral, curious, and I guess open-minded perspective. Because, you know, like you said, with that outlier, you have no idea, right. you know, what goes on in someone's life. And, you know, a lot of times when we're moving so fast as the world is moving, I guess we don't really give each other enough grace, especially ourselves, right? And so it's very important to, you know, keep that in mind. And, you know, I love, you know, using, you know, that phrasing. So, because you don't want to jump to conclusions so, so fast, you know, because we're in this, like such a quick swiping, you know, culture and these snap judgments, like you said, that you want to learn more about how does someone respond? How does someone deal? How does someone communicate back to you? And you won't know if you use, you know, a certain type of language, right? right? It'll actually get them to withdraw and that actually, you know, open up to you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it goes back to curiosity. I think staying curious and dating is so important to being able to accurately assess who's right for you. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say, so you, it looks like what you do to help clients, like in three realms from what I saw. So in the, as a date coach, uh, relationship coach, and then also as much as, you know, uh, a lot of us don't love dating apps, but it is, you know, (laughs) 
we live in the digital world and it's here to stay. And so yeah. we got to work with it. And so I believe that was the other area of you, that you are of your expertise in terms of helping with dating app revamp. Is yes. that right? Yeah. And so, so I would I love do. to. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to hear like your thoughts on that and like, you know, how do you like what, what approach do you take in terms of like guiding your clients on doing this dating app revamp? Yeah. Yeah, I love that. So the the first thing is like the visuals, right? Like we all look at the pictures first. So, you know, we all kind of know the standard basics of like, make sure that they're clear photos that are current of your face, people get an accurate representation of what you look like. So that's, you know, first and foremost. But you also want to think about like, what story are my photos telling about who I am as a person? So a lot of times a client will send me their profile, and it's just like a photo of them in a different pose in a different background, but it's told me nothing about who they are. Versus like, Throw an action shot in there of you skiing or running the marathon or in a pottery class, right? Like, tell me through visuals what your life looks like and what it would entail to get to know you. That's a really big part of it. The other part is, you know, a big no-no is like, don't rule people out through your, you know, through the text of your dating app right away. So I think when you come at it from a negative place of like, don't swipe on me if, you know, you do this, 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 it's like, okay, well, that's what like the in-person is to get to know. And sure, like you want to vet as quickly as possible. I get the, the mindset behind that. But then you can say something more like, you know, brownie points for you, if you and turn it into a positive, like you want to come across like you're positive, open minded, open to meeting people. The other part is, you know, like, ask your friends, if your content on your dating app is actually a reflection of you and your personality. So I see a lot of really funny people who don't have that much humor on their app or a lot of really sweet people who are very straightforward and don't come across with that sweetness and the kind of core of who they are personality wise. So your friends know best, like what is your biggest strength in your personality? What's kind of the, what makes you who you are? Make sure that what you have written is coming across in that way. Because I think, you know, it's going to guide in helping create the full picture of who you are through your visuals, through the pictures, things like that. Really amazing tips. And for sure, yes. Like I see those dating profiles where it says like swipe left if, you mm -hmm. know, and it's just, it just already like, I'm just feeling so like this person sounds just so negative to me. And it, and yeah. they may not be that at all, but, you know, maybe like, again, they've been so burned out right. by, you know, by the whole dating scene that, you know, they're getting repeatedly like some of these like repeat stuff that they're like, you know what, don't even waste my time, you know? Exactly. Kind of yeah, yeah. And so I understand Great. where that's. Yeah, I understand where it's coming from. Like you said, Colin, it's such a big turnoff because already I'm just like, oh, I don't know if I even want to swipe right, you know, on this person, you know. But yeah, I, I I love the, you know, let's turn it into a more positive, like almost like invite someone in if you share the same interests that I have, you know, right. um, and have these like similar values. Like I really like that a lot. Yeah. I mean, imagine being at a bar and a guy comes up to you and you're like, if you don't like dogs, just don't even start this conversation. You know, it's kind of like, what? Okay. It's already closed. It's like, yeah. a, it's right. like, like asking a closed question, you yeah. know? Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like saying no before you even know. So. Yeah. It doesn't right. invite like, the, you, the room. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, doesn't mean you invite the opportunity, like, you know, even to finish hello. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So that's a, the biggest no, no I see across the board. 
Well, Becca, you know, Christine, I don't know if you have any other questions. I just have have one. Yeah, I just have one more because I mean, I sounds like you've helped numerous, numerous, you've helped numerous clients. And yeah, could you share for us like, you know, a memorable like success story where you like guided someone to like significantly like transform like either their dating life or or their relationship to something to, you know, to to where they wanted to be? Yeah, this is perfect timing mm-hmm. for this question because I just had exciting news come from a client of mine. So I had been working with this client for almost two years now. When I met her, she was very burnt out on dating apps. She was consistently in situationships where she was not being valued at her worth, but she was pushing away really great men who did want to date her, who avoided attachment style. And we really worked on a lot of those underlying issues and looked at the big picture of how she's dating. And she has now been with her boyfriend for a year. And she just told me that they are ring shopping together. So that was huge because Mm -hmm. I got to really help her through from dating all the way into the relationship. We still touch base about conflict that comes up, how she can best communicate her needs, how she can avoid pulling away from him in difficult times. So we're still working together on all of those things. And it's just been so beautiful to see her transformation kind of, you know, from where she was to where she is now. That's awesome. That's so amazing. Such, such a beautiful story. Yeah. Yeah. It was Thank you for sharing. A joy. Yeah. It's <laughs> what motivates me to do what I do. Oh, I was about to ask you, I was like, you know, is it, you know, the outcome of someone saying yes to a proposal is, this what's considered success for you? Or is it the transformation of someone, you know, shifting a mindset about whether themselves dating relationship, you know, what is considered a success for you in your in your realm? Yeah, for me, success is definitely seeing my clients date differently and feel differently about themselves. Like when a client comes to me after a date, and is like, Oh, my gosh, I tried what we talked about. And I saw it in this totally different way. That's huge for me. Because Again, I don't know when their perfect person is going to come along, but what I know is they just got so much closer to it. And not only that, but they feel some sense of ownership over their lives that felt so defeating and deflating before. Mm -hmm. And I think when I meet people in such a hopeless place, right, like people seek out date coaches when they're like pretty burnt out and tapped out completely. And so I'm seeing people in this like really vulnerable, defeated place. And then to see some kind of life be brought back into them is such an incredible experience. And then of course, like, you know, the proposal is a little cherry on top, but I would say like success for me is more that like aha moment of like, wait, I actually have some ownership over this and I am now going to choose to enjoy this and pursue dating in a different way. I love that. And I would say it will translate into other aspects of their personal and professional lives too, likely. Yeah. Like with that yeah. shift in the mindset, you know, helping them with their confidence yeah, absolutely. Level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with family, friends, mm-hmm. everything. Yeah, it really does translate to all areas. So it's all, you know, interwoven and all kind of connects. But, you know, to be able to have that focus of dating, I think has been really helpful for a lot of my clients. Awesome. Christine, do you have any other questions before we close out? No, no, I think we've covered a lot of really amazing material. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Becca, thank you so much for, you know, spending the time out and sharing. We we kind of span the entire globe <laughs> in terms of topics, <laughs> uh, which is really, really cool, especially in your, from your perspective, because you're so unique and, you know, you coach someone, you matchmake them, you're, you know, have done work in therapy. It's just really cool. They're very similar to, they're very similar and yet also uniquely different from it from one another and um it's just really cool to kind of you know 
have that all in one person. So, you know, I applaud you for your success thus far and, you know, wish you massive success for the clients that, you know, do come to you. My question to you is, how does someone find you? What are you currently working on right now? And what would you like to share? Yeah. So thank you so much for having me. This has been so fun. I could honestly talk for five more hours with you guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can find me on my website, BeccaKleinCoaching.com or on Instagram at DaveCoachBecca. I am currently working on a holiday holiday dating guide. I know that dating can be especially tough during the holidays with calendars full of things that maybe won't get you closer to your person and a lot of family members asking what's going on. So some tips and tricks on how to navigate that. And in the next, you know, six months, I will be coming out with a masterclass as well that you can kind of watch at your own pace and go through at your own pace that will address a lot of the topics that we spoke about today and just how to navigate them. That's oh. awesome. That's, That's awesome. so exciting. Yeah. Uh, I will, we'll put that. Um, the guide, is it? Is it like, is there a cause? Is it free? How do we get this guide? The guide is going to be free. I will be posting it on social media and also putting it up on my website. So um, that will be out in the next two weeks or so, probably right after Thanksgiving as a little, you know, treat before the holidays come. <laughs> so yeah, that'll be free. And I'll be, I'll be kind of rolling out some free guides as I go on the way to the masterclass as well. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Christine, do you have any other last words? No, that's it. That's amazing. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much, Becca. We really, really appreciate it. You know, this has been massive in terms of different ways to, you know, look at things and also remind us that, you know, we just need to give ourselves more grace, be more open, be more curious, right? Learn when to, how to navigate certain situations and, uh, you know, continue to, you know, hold our, you know, heads, you know, above water and still, you know, keep swimming. You know, yeah. I'm just going to keep using, you know, water analogies right now. <laughs> water and <laughs> running, that's you. Yeah, yeah, yeah water yeah. running. Yeah, 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 yeah. If that reflects anything about me. But yeah, it's, uh, thank you so, so much for coming on. We really, really love it. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. It's been such a great, great conversation. Yeah. We appreciate you and everyone else. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you love this episode as much as we did, it's packed with value and insights, then please give us a five-star rating to show us your love and be sure to share this episode with, you know, I'm pretty sure like you would know, you know, be, be your friend and share it with someone that you feel could benefit from this amazing episode. And, And we'll see you next time. Bye, everyone. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for watching and listening to this channel. If you enjoyed this, please like, comment, and subscribe. And if you felt like this was a benefit for someone else, please let them know as well. As a reminder, this channel does not offer medical advice. All opinions expressed are ours and our guests only. It is for general informational purposes only and does not replace professional healthcare services. Please consult your own healthcare provider for any medical issues you may have. Until the next episode, whether you're in and out of your scrubs, please remember to love yourself and others and lead with kindness. Bye. Bye.